Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Across the country, there are abortion bans happening. States, I mean, Alabama, Missouri, Missouri famously. Like, there's, Ohio. There's a lot going on. And as queer people, it, especially gay men specifically, it can feel almost like this issue doesn't necessarily touch us. And you, who cares? Who, well, yeah, I mean, there is a lot <laughs> of that. Who are you, Planned Parenthood? <laughs> and I mean, I think on some level, like, I'm that offends me because, sure, me first too. off, queer people can get pregnant, queer people can be sexually assaulted, lesbians can be sexually assaulted and raped and get pregnant from their rapist. And the laws that are being passed in this country are would block uh, women from getting these services. And yeah. it's not even just so much like in Missouri, they're closing down or they're making laws on the one abortion, well, the one clinic that offers abortion. Um, they're making it so that women have to get certain procedures that are unnecessary or they right. have to get it within a certain time period. And many women don't even know they're pregnant within the time period that they're supposed to well, they make it go get they make an abortion. It impossible for you to, first of all, they make it impossible for you for you to have uh, the abortion in what feels like a humane, uh, uh, organized, rational way. It's, yeah. it's all you know caught up in bureaucracy, which I think is designed to make women feel sort of you know spun out dealing with all yeah. shit, the ho- the hoops they have to go through. Well, and fundamentally, they are making it difficult for lower income women to receive health care. Yeah. I mean, that, and not even just women, actually. Like, well, that's men, the point. Men, too. Like if, so the Planned Parenthoods across the country offer so much more than just uh, abortions. And in fact, that's a small part of what they actually do. Well, they provide care, including abortion, <clears throat> cancer screenings, STI testing and treatment, birth control, and other sexually and reproductive of health services and referrals to actual doctors for cases that are larger. So they're servicing more than just women getting pregnant. Of course. Let, let me actually let me say this real quick because I think as as gay men, I've never uh, used Planned Planned Parenthood resources myself. I thought you got but, uh, tested there. No? Uh, maybe I, I did. Think you yeah. did. I don't think I did, but I don't think I, I think there was. Uh, I, I to 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 let the listeners in on roughly once a year I have a. Usually a panic session, which I'm convinced I either have uh, HIV or any number of other mm-hmm. STDs. Mm-hmm. And so I rush to the nearest free services yeah. <laughs> to get tested. But point being, I have never been HIV tested outside of an a non-LGBT-centered clinic. So that was in New York. That was in Michigan. That's been in L.A. Sometimes it's in a van or an RV in L.A. Yeah. Mm. But think about what that would be like um, – I'm sure most of our listeners obviously agree with this, but think about what it would be like as a gay person if you didn't have the resources of, say, getting an HIV test mm-hmm. at uh, at a, a low cost clinic that specializes in gay people. So and, you don't and, have and nearby and nearby, even remotely so you, nearby. So you don't have to worry about explaining, oh, you know, we made a mistake, and right. oh, I did this, and oh, I probably should have worn a condom, but I didn't, mm-hmm. and all these things. Instead of worrying about the judgment about. You know, could this nurse or this doctor have some preconceived notions? You just walk in, you get the test, and then you leave. Well, and not even, I mean, just to 
I completely agree with that, but also to stress, too, that, you know, clinics like Planned Parenthood and other non-LGBT-specific clinics, because most places in the country outside of New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, urban areas don't have LGBT-centered sure, clinics. Right, right. And so LGBT people are using services like Planned Parenthoods across right, the country right. as their primary sexual health care provider. And not even just sexual health care provider. I mean, many people are doing it as their health care provider because right. of income inequality in this country because of lots of different factors. And LGBTQ people are more prone to being lower income, poverty level, especially people of color. And they access these services. And by these states taking away and making it more difficult for women to get abortions at these clinics, they're also making it really impossible for these clinics to stay open, which means that people not only will not be able to receive you know the the pregnancy healthcare that they deserve, but also be able Just to general receive healthcare. general healthcare, right. ST, STDs, you know, STI tests, everything, cancer, cancer, cancer screenings. screenings. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that these clinics do, and when we as gay people, specifically speaking to gay men out there, think that this isn't necessarily an right, issue that touches to because, on them, yeah. this yeah, impacts the LGBTQI community so much significantly because. This, if if one member, one marginalized member of society has rights taken away from them, there's that there's that famous uh, Holocaust author that says, you know, then Eli they, Wiesel. No, another one that they he came for me. Stephen and, King. No, no <laughs> that like you know he came for me and I did nothing. He came for or right, they came for right. them and I did nothing. Came for them and I did nothing. Yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. came for me. Yeah. And it's 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 that kind of domino effect with rights that if it starts with women losing abortion rights and it will go down yeah. to you know the civil the the equal rights act yeah. not being passed or like there's right. so many different it, things it, that it, could it's happen so tied to, to different things and you know the worst part about it is that in my opinion and i don't you know i i'm i'm not pregnant or ever gotten anybody pregnant I but am pregnant <laughs> but with that being said it's like it, the system it feels like the the system especially when it comes to abortion rights is meant to really uh it's so based in income in income yeah. disparity and it's me- it's meant to basically uh worsen the lives for poorer people and yes. when they don't have access to something like this it it again it like it doesn't really affect the wealthy and it's the wealthy who are ostensibly fighting against this well and access well, the, the, the i was going to say real quick the georgia bill as i recall the georgia bill that was passed that probably won't exist for much longer we'll see but the georgia bill that was passed makes was it, it georgia a felony. alabama it was alabama I think. Uh, maybe it was Al- no, Georgia. Well, because Georgia not, too. But it makes yeah. it a felony to cross state lines to get yes, an abortion, yes. uh, which is needless to say, even an additional step further. Oh, my God. But also, I mean, I, I, I'm certainly not the only one to suggest, does anyone for a moment think that would stop? Yes. Upper middle class. Oh, upper middle class. I'm sorry. Uh, never. Sorry. I'm thinking lower, lower up, class people. Yeah, upper middle class from crossing the state Correct. lines. Of course, no one's going to be able yeah. to track that kind of information. But- for people who are lower lower middle class, lower class, yeah, that's ver- that the becomes feasibility an, an of, almost impo- an impossible journey. Give an example: in the state of Missouri, if a woman gets pregnant uh, in Columbia, Missouri, which is in the middle of the state, it's a three-hour drive from Columbia to St. Louis. The oh only my God. the only abortion, two to three hour, depending upon how you drive. Um, drive to St. Louis where the only abortion clinic oh, is. Oh, that's where the only one is. That's where the only one is. So if that one's taken away, then they have to go to Illinois. That adds another four hours. So then yeah. how does someone who's low income, who probably has Correct. a part-time job, Correct. take off time, take, 
to drive there, right. recover in the capacity that they need to recover, and get back to their hometown for their their job. It, do, right. it doesn't feasibly. It doesn't make sense. And the right. fact that this is happening and that access and there's a reason why. When you take away access, so for example, the voter ID laws, it's it's taking away access for lower income, primarily African American voters to vote Democrat and, and, and Hispanic sure. voters to vote for yeah, democratic, likely usually, democratic, likely yeah, democratic, usually right? And it's because if you take away the access to something, then you limit that voter. And there's a reason why that this is happening in 2019 because 2020 is an election year. Sure. And these bills, even the Republican Party is loving They rile bills. it up. They rile up the base, Because if right? you take these culture issues to to rile up the base, to make people angry about babies are being killed, right. gay people are getting this, brown people are crossing the border and doing this. If you use all of these issues in 2019 to really scare everybody and make it impossible for people to live their lives in a healthy way, in a free way, democratic way, then... You have a massive turnout at the voters you know, uh, poll in, uh, in 2020. Um, not necessarily, but yes, of course. Well, yeah, that is, that's yeah, what they're trying right. to do. That's what they're trying to do, right? Uh, it does. It. I, I know. I've said this. I've uh, articulated the sentiment before on the podcast, and I'll say it again because it content, continues to blow my mind, time and time again, in almost every single poll I've ever seen related to abortion rights. Robustly, two thirds to three quarters of this country wants Roe v. Wade to, to remain on the books. They want some some iteration of abortion rights for women, access to abortion rights for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I, it blows me away that we, we continue to struggle so consistently with social issues that on paper... Uh, right, they uh, seem so an, obvious almost. An enormous percentage of yeah. the country supports. Well, that's the difference between... <clears throat> What a poll can can actually accurately tell and and reflect, and then what the actual political reality is. The political reality is there's such a distorted message out there about what's happening at these clinics and how these clinics are being worked. That sure, in theory, a person is going to say yes. If a woman is raped, I want that woman to be able to abort that child. That that's, I, yeah. that that's a line that. Anyone will get most likely anyone will get and be like, yeah, I could get behind that even if you're against abortion. But then if you get down to it and you see this massive campaign that was led by a ultra conservative Christian right organization to show that Planned Parenthoods were selling baby parts. Right. Right. And you have this campaign to really distort the message. Then that voter who answered that poll in the correct way that we hope everyone would answer gets to the voting booth and says, well, I don't want them selling baby parts. Though, like right. I don't want, and that's it, and, also like and sci-fi, it, and it fucks everything up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of of course. I so support is one thing. <sighs> how they vote is a very different thing. And again, at the end of the day, if 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 abortion could happen to uh, men, this would be be completely different. Yeah, the yeah. argument would be completely different, and you wouldn't be able to tell me what to do with my. Put, you know, pussy. Don't whatever. tell it. Don't we tell, tell, what to do tell you pussy. what to do with your pussy. <laughs> well, I get to the end. That's the end of that segment. <laughs> Not even joking. Hi, Lucas Hazlitt. Hi, Hi, how's it going? How are you? I'm good. I just uh, had a very interesting Uber ride. Oh, oh wow. Tell, tell us everything. Um, is everything okay? Everything is fine. She was a character out of a, <gasps> of, of BET sitcom, and it was amazing. <laughs> but she did stop to get gas. Oh, that's never happened before. And yes, I was like, I don't, I like don't that. know what to did do. Did she? I mean, so. 
I, she had to turn the car off to get guess. Were you hot in the back seat? No. <laughs> you like, think about air conditioning yeah. within the span of me two too. minutes. Yes. Oh no, that's like yes. seventy-four degrees. It's out. very important to me. It's hot in cars. <laughs> cars contain heat. I I, I wasn't. Uh, I was more concerned. Just like oh, I've never been at this gas station before. Oh. Oh, oh brother like yeah. like a gas pump oh, in a brother. neighborhood or something it was a, a, a local jaunt that I've never been to before uh, Let's put it that way. Oh, sure. did someone fill up the tank for her like in the 19th she, she drove me all the way to New Jersey ah. yes oh my god <laughs> um so how are you? I'm good. So Lucas, you are an actor. I actor. Someone says action in front of a camera. I do the <laughs> things on the paper. Yes. You're currently on American Princess. That is correct. Currently on American Princess on Lifetime. A television show uh, by Jamie Dembo. Yes. Who's hilarious. I I very love funny. Lifetime. Yes. About life at a Renaissance fair. That is correct. Yeah. Oh. I play a mud beggar. What is that? It is so that Ren fairs. I. This don't know if they horrifying. have. It sounds <laughs> really <rough. the, Yeah. laughs> So I cover myself in brown. Um, no, I uh, I guess in on the East Coast, a lot of the, the Renaissance fairs there have what are known as mud shows, where someone comes out and does poetry and whatnot. Yeah, and Elliot wrestles splashes. in those. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. They, do they, Elliot's yeah. wrestled in those before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of that. Uh, and I just, I play a character who, you know, I... I Participate in the mud show, and then when I'm done with the show, I beg people for money. Oh I'm a mud have you gone to like as yourself? Have you gone to Renaissance fairs? I just recently this the uh, one couple, in here yeah, in California uh, was the Pleasure Fair. I've always were wanted you, to go to a super famous night. there. Like, no, did... because the show hadn't started airing yet. Oh, okay. so it's, if it's next year, yeah, that maybe. So I can imagine like you know I'm sure you're recognized around town, but like at a Renaissance fair, it's like you're fucking Miley Cyrus or something. Mm. I'm hoping to have that moment in Soap Dish. Uh, Oh, where she yeah. goes to what is it, Paramus, the mall, the yes, mall of Paramus? Yes. Oh. Like, Celeste, Celeste. Oh, I'm looking okay. for that moment. Yeah. When yeah. she takes off her sunglasses and starts signing autographs outside of that's my dream. You know, that's the movie with Sally Field. It's a great movie. Sally Field, Kevin Klein, Whoopi Goldberg, everybody. Oh, okay. Kathy Moriarty, so I Robert love. Downey Jr., yes, Iron okay. Man. What's her is name in it? from Leaving Las Vegas? I'm never Elizabeth gonna Shue. see it. Who's Elizabeth Shue. You've yeah. never seen? I'm it's never so going good. to see it. Oh. We literally just bought it on Apple because we were just like, oh, okay. I have to watch it. It's a great movie. So I'll tell you this. I would be down with some Kathy Moriarty. Uh, a Kathy Moriarty based lip sync by a drag queen. Oh, it's oh. happened. I, Kathy oh. Moriarty, oh, yes, because she plays a man in the movie. Well, I mean, she's trans. It's it was it's ahead oh, of it. That's right. It was a very like now it's not so comfortable to watch, but yeah. she plays. I mean, spoiler if you haven't seen the movie, but she she plays. She was formerly a male, and but Got she was it. always a female. Whatever. Just for Brent's knowledge, yeah. she has she's an actress who you might have seen, but has a very deep voice. She's an Academy Award nominated actress. Of people who don't Raging Bull, yeah. Raging Bull Academy Award. Award nominee, oh, okay. and that. Yes, oh. and most famously, Casper. Oh, oh. Lucas, because yeah. you are, uh, um, as described in your Twitter profile, a gay black Jew. Not just my Twitter profile; <laughs> that's also my corporation. So my credit no. card says "Gay Black Jew." Are you lying? It. I'm not. I, it's a, gay black Jew. It says "Gay Black Jew Inc." That I is so love funny. That you're a Jew. I'm a Jew as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, a God. very complicated uh, scooping of ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, uh, we want to talk about microaggressions. Oh, I'm a gay black Jew. I, I, I proceed them. <laughs> you have them. Yes. So for people who don't know, Brent, do you know what they are? 
Uh, I was just of. curious. Yes. Um, so uh, microaggressions are behaviors. Are you that... talking down to me, bitch? No, I was just curious <laughs> if you knew what they were. <laughs> a, gay mi- a microaggression is a behavior that subtly or indirectly communicates a derogatory or otherwise hostile message to mm. the recipient. Right. Um, and so obviously it happens to people of color all the all the time, and then for gay people, it happens as well. So it happens to everybody. So give really. a couple of yeah. examples. Um, well, I guess one is um, the idea of somebody being like, uh, or, you know, I'd I'd never know you were gay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, that's my favorite. Or, I love that. Though. Or like, <laughs> or like, you know. Um, so, who who wears the pants in the or who's, yeah. who's right? Who's the Who's the male and who's the female? Who's the top? Or, yeah, exactly. You're, you're so brave, right? That's yeah. one. You're so brave as a oh, great microaggression. Good for, good for you. You're so yeah. brave. Where's the line between it being a microaggression versus passive aggression? Um, I think a microaggression is not meant to be. De- it's it's not meant to be derogatory. Yeah, the intent it is, isn't mm, meant to. A passive aggressiveness is passive aggression. There is intent. Is, has intent. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, yeah. What have you guys? Which is so interesting because like. Eh, on one level, you want to be angry at this fool for being so ignorant, but on another level, you're also like, like I said before, like we're all the, the we we're all based in acting on our learned experiences, whatever life we've lived. So like, they're coming at something from what they know and yeah. might be mm. ignorant and and lack of educated. Right, I've definitely right. gotten them as as a as a Jew too, or like you don't look that Jewish. Yeah, when somebody finds out right. you don't look that Jewish, right. which is like thank you. Um, or um, you look Jewish. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I do. Yeah. I do know what you mean. Tell me more. I yeah. I I've gotten the um well, oh, you don't you, I didn't know you were gay. I didn't right. know because it's like, well, what what do I need? What should I have been doing <laughs> to demonstrate my gayness? Correct. Should I have just been walking around with a dick in my mouth the right, entire time? Yeah, Which right, I right. will do. <laughs> sure. I, I don't mind, but I didn't realize that was my responsibility. It is clumsy. It's hard yeah. to walk. It's very hard, hard, to hard to walk. Yeah. Unless the person is incredibly tall. Right. If they were like nine feet tall, or if that would be doing that like Vogue dance thing where you're on the ground. You Not know? with these knees. No. I think on some, like a microaggression, which is something I definitely want to ask you, Lucas, is. Sure. is you know, with people of color, especially African American people, mm-hmm. they often get the, and it is microaggression. Can I touch your hair? I'm, or mm, your hair is mm. beautiful, and that is a very famous microaggression. Oh. And I wanted to, since I'm sure people have asked you that, people have asked me that What's many that like? times. Sometimes they don't ask. Yeah. Sometimes they just, they just go full. The fact that, that someone, wild, someone literally hair. needed to write a song about it. Yeah. yeah um, what is that like? In the moment, what is that like? How do you react to it? And like, I like, because I can imagine it being a struggle between wanting them to yell, to yell at them, but also to be like, I know you're not mean. You do have yeah. this, this distinctive, a distinctive cool haircut, but I, I'm currently rocking a, a, a wild <laughs> shock be, of black hair. It would yes. be weird to <laughs> go to like approach you and put my hand in your hair. Of course it would. <laughs> yeah, it would be odd. So how um, do you react to that? It, it depends. The The most tra- traumatizing, or not traumatizing, but paralyzing ones are when it's like a sweet little old lady. Because mm. you're like, you can't snap at an old lady of like, bitch, don't touch my hair. Because yeah. it's yeah. like, that's, <laughs> yes. that makes everything worse. Yeah. 
And then when you let <laughs> her do it, you just crumble and you're Oof. like, I'm a dog. I'm a I think you're allowed dog. to say, don't touch my hair. Like, But see, that's the you? thing is like you you can't under certain contexts because then you sure, immediately angry become an angry black person right. or angry yeah. other. And <sighs> it's like, and I'm also super, not super tall, but I'm tall. So if I go, bitch, don't touch my hair, I'm now a threat. Right. I'm yeah. a monster. <laughs> that's the well, worst. And I think, I mean, for a lot of minorities, I think there is that question in the moment do I want to be that minority right now and yeah. respond this way, or do I want to just keep the peace at the moment? Because this is not the battle. This is not, like, I'm not going to yell at this old lady about this, but right. the 22-year-old the comic at the club who's, who's touching my hair is going to get red. Oh, how how do they look, though? <laughs> I have sold out oh. the ancestors one or two times. <laughs> if the person is an adorable boy. Yes. You have? Of course, you got it. In this game, baby, you got to do whatever you can to get You've that up. You've never slept with anyone who hated a Jew. <laughs> oh God, jeez. They're ha- well, yeah, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. they hate us out of the yeah. thousands. Do you feel that people hate me more as a black guy or a Jew? <laughs> I think they hate me honestly more as a black guy because yeah. they don't know I'm Jewish. Right. Mm-hmm. When they find out, they're like, "Nope, you're right. Although, That's worse." Honestly, I, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that hate me for who I am, but I have had a rather privileged experience in that it's been rare where someone has directly hated me. I feel right. like I feel like I've gotten microaggression for a lot of different reasons, but mainly for like weight issues. Like people who are larger or who fluctuate in weight, yeah. they always want to talk about how handsome you are or how like oh. you know how what oh but you have such a nice face. Or even my grandmother oh, who was a cunt. Brother. My grandmother was a cunt. <laughs> um, she would say to me, or my brother, she would be like, she would come to me and she'd be like, "You're you're nice because you're fat." Proportuates, proportuates. I can say the word. Yeah, proportions yeah. itself in all over your body, whereas your brother's fat just goes right to his Actually, stomach. I will say that's oh, a nice wow. compliment. I will say that. It is not a compliment for like a 12-year-old. No, that's yeah. not a compliment. You know, she was a cunt. But so there is... Also, Alan had this family where he either absolutely loves them with his whole right. heart and soul, yeah. or, or he's like, my grandma was the biggest cunt <laughs> oh. She really was. Yeah, you she was hated a huge cunt. Yeah. Um, and there, I think people... I mean, but microaggression can come... On so many different levels. Let me ask you guys this. As gay men, do you think it's a a microaggression? I'm queer. Okay, sorry. As a queer person, do you find it's- Uh, I'm a gay man. (laughs) Is it a microaggression uh, if somebody says, calls somebody else a cocksucker? No. No. That's well, not, what's the context? And yeah. if the context is that that person's an asshole, that person's a cocksucker. Oh, no. No. I, no, I, don't, I don't think so. I, don't, no. I can't think of a single context in which I'm offended. Do, are you ever offended? In which I think cocksucker is derogatory against gay people. What about... I when think it's s- just been grandfathered into our culture. Yeah. What about... Uh, the term taking it up the ass as a as a <clears throat> means of losing or being weakened or, or yeah I guess that's a little different. I mean maybe but it depends on who's saying it I, it depends on who's saying it and depends on who it's being said about yeah because yeah. there are certainly people for whom getting fucked in the ass is a you have been De- demoralized. Demoted. demoralized. demoted. Mm-hmm. For if you said, man, you really took it up the ass and that one, I'd be like, no, I didn't because I would have enjoyed what just happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So, would yeah, you do that? Would you say that? Would I? Yeah. Yes, depends. Well, of course. You know, I call people depends on who. all the time. Yeah, yeah that's right. Literally, when I drove Faggots, up today, I rolled down the window and screamed out the window at, at, at Brent, Faggot! 
Yeah. And it's just sort of, and I did it to you at the bar the other day, That's too. That's true, yes. Where I, I, went, I came up behind Elliot. We were going to see um, a show, and I came up behind Elliot. He didn't know, and I was like, Come here often, faggot. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like I just whispered it into his yeah. ear. And it's not like that's not a microaggression. It's no, just, no, no, no. It's, a, right. it's, it's my term of endearment for you. Yeah, I guess I mean just in general, <laughs> if, that, if that term bothers you, if either of those Not terms many bother terms you. bother me, but, it, but the thing is, language is language. Like, words are just words. Words have meaning, sure, but they're just words. It all matters on the intent of the words. True. And, like, if I'm calling you a faggot and then saying, you can't sit here, faggot, the intent of that Ooh, yeah. is yeah. different. Rough. Whereas if I'm screaming out the window, hey, faggot! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... The word still gives it just <clears throat> bums me out no matter what context I hear it. It yeah. does bother me. Faggot is a little harsh. But I mean, I'd say I love it's the word those faggot. double G's. Yeah, <laughs> true. any word that has a double faggot consonant is, than faggot, is yeah. yeah. What yeah. about? And this is not a microaggression, but where do you guys stand on the use of bitch in the in like as beca- it's become so common? Mm-hmm. This bitch, that bitch, bi- you know. I think it's oh, bitch. Fine. Oh, bitch. Uh, yeah, I don't. I do, again, I don't think any of that bothers me until. Because, it, again, it's context of who's using it. Yeah. If it's someone that I'm not familiar with or I'm not friends with, a bitch doesn't bother me. If they're calling me a bitch, it bothers me. Sure. But if they're just like, bitch, girl, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, whatever. The one the one word, though, that kind of grates me a little is queen. Oh, yeah. Queen bothers me because <laughs> queen... There's something to that that I'm not demonstrating ever any queen. I don't deserve to be called that. Huh. I don't give off royal. You know, I'm not. I, queen to me sounds like the kind of thing that is reserved for someone doing like boss moves, and yeah, it's a it's a term of super endearment. So if you're just using it flippantly of like. Queen, you need to go. You need to do your laundry. I'm like that. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, why yeah. are you using that in that right. term? But to I refer like. To me? I like that you're taking the word queen and and recognizing it for like its importance. Oh, it's rather important. Rather than it's not. It's not a casual word that we can throw around. It's something that you apply to someone who's doing something awesome. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. That's really. That's really. Um, well, I, well, I wanted to ask what because I think a lot of times like we can complain and talk about like microaggressions that are put on us, but when. Are there moments where you were microaggressive to someone? Never, I, never, literally never in my life. Never, not yeah. once. Oh, I'm perfect in every single I way. I will admit, I microaggress. I can't help myself because I just, it, I don't understand. Can you name a moment? Do. I can't name necessarily moments, but any kind of physical disability that, like, someone's missing legs, mm-hmm. if someone is a little person, if someone is blind, I, I'm, anything that's bodily, yeah. I'm just, I don't know what to say. Because you want to start I just, crying. I literally want to be, yeah. wheelchair, 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 wheelchair. You're brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, that's the thing. I never do that. Yeah, the brave thing is a little... It's interesting. I'm just a brand, piece of brand, shit, Brent once was in a... Was it a grocery store? It was a, uh, this is a story I've told a couple times. Yeah, I don't, is, we don't have to do the whole thing, but you know what I mean. There was, a, there was a woman in a wheelchair and someone came up to her and said, you're beautiful. Mm. And, and Brent was, noticed that the woman, who, the woman and the friend that she was with, like, looked at each other like, like fuck just this rolled guy. their eyes because it was like, are you fucking kidding Ew. me? Like, but that's totally like, a mic- microaggression. That's that, is a, that is textbook yeah. microaggression. Textbook mic- microaggression. I think I've done it, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I'm, I'm sure I've done it with straight guys. A lot. How Ooh. so? Because I find I I like to challenge straight men, yeah. especially in terms of like accepting me and interacting with me on an equal playing field. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I find a lot of times that 
straight men in particular can think of, or at least it feels to me that I'm somehow lesser than, that something that about me is a bit of a joke and that they can they can kind of poke fun at a little bit about sure. me not understanding sports or me whatever. Like, I'm there for their entertainment. And so sometimes I will try to make them very uncomfortable. <laughs> and in terms of just like, you know, talking about, oh, them jerking off and coming at the moment right when the, there's double penetration and all they see is just two big round hairy balls just smacking up against each other <laughs> and how that makes them a little gay. And sure. and just making them super uncomfortable. I don't know if that's necessarily a micro I think that's an aggression. That's, yeah. an, aggression. that's an aggression. That's an aggression. Beautiful. Yeah. How many aggression. times have you done that? A lot. Really? Mm -hmm. I do it to straight guys all the time. I love making straight guys uncomfortable. You do? Oh my God, it's my favorite thing ever. My well, If I really am getting close to the straight guy, I'm going to send him a picture of my dick. Oh. No, I want to make them uncomfortable. Why? What if you let are friends with them? So then they should be able to get on board. <laughs> I definitely had the other the, the the opposite of that, which is a microaggression from straight guys who are like who not just they don't just say necessarily I I'd never have known you were gay, but they're like you're you're not e like you're not even you're not even gay for a gay guy. You're like, you're bad that. at being yeah, gay. Yeah, that's awful. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just, my response had, is always just like stone cold silence because I don't know how to respond to I was that. on a date once and the guy looked me in the eyes and he said, you're the worst gay guy I've ever met in my life. Cool. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I thought it was hilarious, but it was like, I was like, I was taken aback that someone would say, so. I mean, of course, I was I took it as a compliment because she was such a derivative loser. <laughs> oh, okay. That I just was like, fine. I mean, you're welcome to think I'm a bad gay guy, but, sure. but I'm have, sure some people would find that off. Lucas, have you ever experienced microaggression on a date? Like, how does that? I'm sure I, that must be a strange situation. Um, yeah, I imagine I have. But nothing like that comes to mind immediately. I'm not yeah. like, I don't have like, oh my God, there was this one time he was like, I bet your dick is huge. Oh, I was yeah. like, that does not happen as much as I know people probably, do people think your dick is huge? That has actually happened more. Grinder, yeah. on the other hand, yeah, that happens all the time. That's just aggressive. Grinder's just a, yeah, it's just beep, boop, That's blatant aggressive, yeah. aggressive racism. Right? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it feels like everything is just, hey, dick. Like, it's mm. just, it, everything is an aggressive assault. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to grinder. Yeah, I think date-wise, the only uh, more it would be the aggressions would be more like, oh wow, I wouldn't have thought you liked sports so much. Mm. Like, okay, yeah. fuck you. Right. Yeah. Sure. But still, I'll suck your dick. But like, yeah, fuck right. you, man. We ain't gonna be friends. But I don't get that ass sports. I don't get any sport. I, oh, I, I mean, love them. I love. I don't them. understand what sports? them. Oh, basketball is my main jam. Okay. Today was the NBA draft. What does that I'll, mean? So that's, well, if I explain oh, it out loud. Alan, you know what they No, I really don't. He knows what it means, but if I explain it out loud, we will all realize how slavey it sounds. Mm. Oh. So the, oh, the, the, is, the, the draft yeah. is when a bunch of rich old white team owners pick which black men that they're going to put on their Larry team. Larry Bird see, played now, basketball? I didn't but know But see, this. Larry, I didn't know you played <laughs> basketball. You're so white. Microaggression. Yeah. See, now, I didn't know that because, like, I literally thought with drafting that it was like, a contract deal that they had all worked out, and the draft, and the dra the NBA draft announcement was really just sort of the announcement of everyone who's been chosen. No, no. it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's a actual, debutante ball. It's, it's they do literally. <laughs> 
They literally pick. I, mean, I literally yeah. thought it was a debutante ball. Honestly, oh, no, I thought no, it was no. an announcement of the players. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's here's it's the cast, but for they the are best they are picking the who's, who they're going to make a millionaire. Is it? I mean, I that's the other thing. thing you, yeah, there's of course that obviously <laughs> side of it. I mean, the worst form of the draft is we're going to take um, Thaddeus Clarence Williams the third. Oh no, I don't want to go to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for being here. So we're going to end right on that. I one. love it. <laughs> where do you want? Sh- if you want people to find you on the internet, where uh, should they yeah, look? Look me up on Instagram at Lucas Zachary Hazlitt. Um, I need the followers and watch American <laughs> and watch American Princess Princess on Lifetime. Lifetime Sundays at ten, or you can go on Amazon and Hello. buy the whole thing for twenty dollars. Eat a That's turkey it. leg like in the Renaissance. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And another thing. There was a thread on Reddit uh, about the idea of turning up your gayness. So somebody wrote, the other day at the store, I saw this guy who dressed and walked pretty, quote-unquote, gay. Oh, uh, just set the scene. Elliot's um, talking about me. Well, no, he's thumbing through Reddit at 3 a.m. with a boner, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the other day at the store, I saw, this was on, like, Reddit slash, like, Gay Bros or something, uh, um, which is why its own. Why are you on that Reddit I'm, at I'm, 3 a.m.? I'm poking around looking for questions. <laughs> <laughs> the other day at the store, I saw a guy who dressed and walked pretty, quote-unquote, gay. And as a result, when I walked by him, I started acting a little bit gay myself, as in certain mannerisms and the way I was holding my basket changed to give him an idea that I was also gay. Wait. Now, I wasn't trying to hook up with him or anything. We were just both grocery shopping and minding our own business. But I felt strangely excited, like when two stranger dogs meet, and get excited because they know they're both dogs. So this is something I notice I do often when I see someone else that I think might be gay in public. Does mm-hmm. anyone else do this too? And if so, what mannerisms or actions do you do? So uh, is this will come. You've as always no, believed this. Will this will come as no surprise to me. You do not. I do not you do, do this. Not do <laughs> right. I do not. I do not ham it up <laughs> for the audience. I think if anything, I kind of I tend to tone it down. Mm. I but I've I've said many times I feel like there is an invisible. Uh, competitive nature that I have with all gay men and it's almost like you know like you know when you were like a kid and maybe like you were the only kid in a room or something or you were playing on like the McDonald's playground or something and some other kid would come by at first you'd be like fuck that kid I hate that kid because he's taking my slide or whatever I feel that way with other gay people (laughs) still we're like whenever I see a gay guy I'm like oh fuck that guy Uh, Uh, for like three seconds and I'm like ah whatever I, I mean, oh I, this, this also should not come as a surprise. I feel like I'm a fucking walking pride parade wherever I go. And I, I, there is an excitement when you, in general, not even just with gay, but like, I mean, with gay, it's also, I think, very exciting. But like when you have that connection with someone, like when you find out you're from the same state or you have sure. the same, you like the same thing, whatever. It's, there is that excitement that comes from that. And with the gay thing, I don't necessarily think I gay it up because I feel like that would be like giving someone an STD. But like, I don't think I can gay it up any more than I already am in public. Um that said, I, I I don't know. You're wearing sort of a judge robe today. Yeah, I am wearing one. Well, it's, no, it's a kimono. kimono. It's a, a kimono. kimono. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so, but it's a black kimono. It's a black kimono. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and Brent I, Brent's gayness inspired you to wear a black kimono. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I have a, I have a little I, bag I would say here. As your friend, I don't think I I've I never, don't think you. I, would, I don't witness. Imagine you. Uh, sorry, I don't experience you to do that. I feel yeah. like you're very. No, I don't. I don't earnest in who you are, right. and yeah, so right. I don't think you turn it up or down right. one way or another. Exactly. I think I'm pretty much always the same person in any situation, and some. 
sometimes to, to my detriment in some situations and where I go because like I was on a road trip to New Orleans once with friends and my buddy Matt who is is a little bit more like you Brent he mm. told me I like him already we were at a gas station you do you're friends you know him <laughs> we, um, oh yeah Matt yeah 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 I know Matt uh, <laughs> no but we were For at three a gas station I'm like oh fuck that guy and we're, like, oh no that's right no, I, I know we that. were at a gas station in Texas and you know I was just being me and and he told me to tone it down because of where we huh. were and i my you mad in, no but my my natural instinct when someone tells me that is to then be more gay right and it it he's I, gay we should add he's yeah. gay yeah and i don't and i get why he does it and i get why you do it as well i just for me i don't know i just i i kind of take a lot of appreciation in that i'm not like most other people I pass. Mm, sure. And it, it, it sure. kind of excites me. I know that uh, I felt, yeah. I definitely felt this way when I was younger, you know, when I was still newish, not, not newish, but, you know, relatively soon after coming out, there was that need to find, I think, um, you know, find others in that, in that same position. In high school, it was exciting to find out someone was gay. Not in high school. I was cl- deeply closeted <laughs> in high school. Yeah, well, but after me. <laughs> right. But in college and after college, in high school, I would run away from them. But in co- high school or co- college or beyond, mm-hmm. I, I definitely felt like a, I was hungry to find kinship in others. And so I would look mm-hmm. for those signs. But then almost always without fail, they would like turn me off or they would, you know, if they were turning it up, it would bum me out because it felt disingenuous. And also it, yeah, I'm it not feels about almost to, like some silly dance, a silly dance. Yeah. yeah. And so if somebody, somebody, excuse me, if somebody started saying like she or like, you know, bitch or whatever, yeah. referring to men <laughs> as women, I'd be like. Uh, it just made me. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. I just don't know how to respond to it. Yeah. So well, I don't, that's. Yeah. I, I think it's actually it's kind of funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean I. I get that. I get that you don't know how to respond to it. But I think in a lot of a lot of times when you Brent, you and I have talked about this a lot, where you know, because I mean, I'll sometimes go to WeHo bars with you because that's just fun. Well, not and recently. But not yeah. recently. Yes. Um, <laughs> He's in love. <laughs> you can still text me to go. Yeah, you're right. You're um, right. Uh, but in there's these queenie guys, you know, in WeHo who almost are unabashedly queenie, and they say mm-hmm. it's all everywhere. You know, the queen, the queenie guys out there, the femme sure. guys, and. On one level, it is a bit of like a, oh, calm down. Just like, you know, we're inside. How yeah, yeah, yeah. dare you? Right. We don't need, we <laughs> don't need oh, you son of a bitch to be yelling. But how a, dare you? But on another yeah. level, and I think one of the things that always struck me with this is that a lot of times, you know, we are who we are based on the experiences in which we've lived. And like sometimes the past that we have is not so happy. And when you are able to get out of that situation and be in a space where you can be authentically yourself, even if it is a bit of a show, if it makes you happy and it gives you that centered feeling to be queenie with other guys and and or women or whatever and, and to be authentically queenie and gay and femme and that is your true see, self that, see i don't I, I like that i like when somebody is able to do that i don't like when they turn it into a game of um bitchiness or nastiness right. yeah um, sure oh oh i'm a bitch girl <laughs> like that's yeah, that's when an I, excuse to be a jerk yeah like because yeah. i don't i just i don't i really Some gay guys do use their gayness as a means to be a jerk you're exactly yeah. right and i yeah. never understand i really don't understand it because i've and i've oh i know it's not the same for every I minority i understand it i understand it mm. it's because we it's because the straight community and to a certain degree, the gay community doesn't feel comfortable putting a check on them yet mm, because right. it's still it's still relatively Cute. new to be. It's okay to be gay. We mm-hmm. all kind of a lot of people think that now, and then, but it's still relatively new. We're only what half a generation into that, right? 
And except for your people aunt. don't your feel except for <laughs> yeah. people don't feel comfortable saying like I fucking hate this guy right. because they think it's it's going to seem like they're being a bigot. It's there that we will construe that as oh I hate that guy because he's gay and in reality no you hate that guy because he's a jerk right mm. not because he's gay right. because he's a jerk who happens to I be gay. I often find myself with straight friends <clears throat> when they, for example, when some of our friends will talk about certain comics or performers or people that. You know, we're kind of like, oh, God, he's so basic and, like, gay basic. You know what I mean? And uh, I find straight friends will just, like, sing their praises because yeah. they're gay and they're successful being gay. Literally, that they are successful at only being gay. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it, it bothers me because I feel like I'm not very successful, but I'm, I'm a success <laughs> in my own way yeah. for the ways in which I am authentically myself, not just for being gay. Yes, being gay probably is part of that, but it's not the only thing. And I tell them, it's okay to hate. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay to hate a gay guy who yeah. is really mean annoying. To you, annoying. His, his, his comedy is one note, uh, literally one note. Literally and, one note. And, yeah. and, it's okay to hate that. You don't yeah. have to sing their praises and amplify that voice. Sure, we should be amplifying queer voices in media. That's great. But, like, there are so many queer voices. Yeah. You don't have to amplify the one that is literally hitting a high-pitched note. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't happen to me much anymore, but I do feel like I have experienced plenty of times when I'm not in necessarily a major a city or something or the suburbs or whatever. I have experienced people on occasion be like well you're gay so you like this you're yeah. gay so you you know what that's like and right. it's always very uncomfortable because it's like what am i so, you know i want to be like i don't though you know i Did, don't but there's a there is that fine line of being like well don't call me a self-hating homophobe or you know self-hating yeah. gay just because i don't agree with what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. proposing sorry didn't you have uh, an instance recently where I, we were at a bar i, I went to the bathroom and someone came up to me and uh, came up to you and started singing share songs. Really, share songs. <laughs> you believe in life after love. You know, this literally happened the last time we hung out. <laughs> what bar? It was at uh, Gym Bar. You were at said yes! Gym Bar. Yeah. Yes. This Why guy were you was at Gym Bar because it's outside, so it's cool. Oh God. This guy. <laughs> this yeah, a guy came up. He was pretty drunk, and then he got really involved with. I want to say us, but it was really me. I guess it wasn't. I literally didn't even see his face. <laughs> he it was, was very not drunk, us. and he was started. Did yeah. he recognize you? No, this was. He was from like Scotland or something. Oh. It was super weird. And then he made Brent and I uncomfortable, and we the bartender came over and asked us if we wanted help, and we were like, "We're fine, we're yeah. fine." And then he ended up excur- escorting the gentleman out because he was wasted. No <laughs> greater feeling than someone working at the bar coming up and be like, "You want me to kick this guy out?" There is just like. The, yeah. I mean, I feel bad though. He was sweet. I don't. I'm. I always. I mean, I rarely. I've had a few people thrown out of bars, but when I do, it's just like oh, I'm powerful. <laughs> you're like a. You're like a. What? What are you like a barmaid? Well, no. Like when I used to host shows and stuff at bars, and people would get out of hand. Yeah. It. Uh, there was this one great, great, great. Uh, uh, what do they call the door? Per- what do you call the door person at a bar? Uh, b- bouncers. Bouncer. She was this great bouncer who legendary in Williamsburg, and she. Oh, I remember, you remember her? her. And she. Yeah. What was so very no nonsense. Yes. yes. And what was yeah. so amazing about her? I mean, she's incredible. Her name's Nancy. She's the best. But um, she was always reading books. Too. Yes. Always reading books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we went to go see. Um, uh, well, yeah, we would go see concerts and stuff together. She's great. Anyway, um, she. 
would always throw people out who were like giving us shit or like yeah. coming on stage or doing it. And she had no problem throwing them That's out. Great. And it just felt amazing. I got to ask, what concert did you go see with Nancy the Lesbian Bouncer? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. Um, did she bring a book well, to the concerts? Well, she used to work too? concerts. So oh. we would go see concerts. Like who? I'm curious. I can't. I, I don't like music, so you I don't can't like remember music, any so you can't of remember? them. Yeah. You don't he's, remember? He like went to go see the Stones and just doesn't <laughs> right. remember. I really, either, he's like the Rolling Stones or Taylor Dane or <laughs> yeah. one of those two. I don't know. I don't remember. I hope she's well. Yeah. I saw her last time I was in New York. She's great. Good. Yeah. This actually, did, this didn't surprise me. I didn't think that either of you would gay it up. I really will say I think that's a that's an outlier. I mean, God, lo- God love this guy. God <laughs> oh, love I, don't think God so. I don't think it's an outlier at all. I mean, I think... You I, think people, you think gay people actually... I don't think I they do, do it Turn in necessarily it a flamboyant way where they're throwing the bread around the grocery Aren't store. You? But I do think that there is sort of a way where, especially if you're with your boyfriend or you're like with someone else and you can do something that, that indicates to someone else else that you're gay just to so, uh, just to kind of say and I do it with straight women too like in elevators and stuff like no one ever really is threatened by me but I always want if I'm in a situation even with a woman alone yeah, you always fart I, yes no <laughs> I want to make sure that she knows that I'm gay so that she doesn't necessarily have to worry how do you convey that in four floors on an elevator well you start singing <laughs> yeah. uh, I've actually picked up on this which is maybe this is a little extreme because I I can be a little crazy. I've noticed (laughs) again, I view all sort of interpersonal interactions with gay people as a war uh, or a battle, (laughs) but I've noticed that to me it's always a (laughs) it's always a battle when you make eye contact with a gay person in a setting that isn't overwhelmed by gay people. So not a gay bar, but like a party. party. Mm -hmm. There's always it's almost like a power battle of who looks away first mm. is the one who, quote, in my book, wins. <laughs> so, which is to say, so if you have, if you actually have interest in someone, you you might try to make eye contact or, I don't know, I, I've never waved at anyone, but I guess in theory you would wave. But if you're not... You're head nod thing. But, but if you're not, then you see this person... And you're like, I don't want my eye contact to linger, so therefore I'm going to look away as quickly as I can mm. so they don't get the wrong idea and they don't think under any circumstances I would want to fuck them. But you, That's an extrapolation. Tell me you, you've definitely felt that before. I don't, I don't think, think I have. I haven't, yeah, it's not been that far. No, I don't think I've experienced that ex- that extensive a, a oh, thought he's, process. Oh, because he's too busy looking at bones. <laughs> <laughs> 3 a.m. on Reddit. Yeah. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? I support abortion. That's why I voted for Trump. What? <laughs> she supports it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, she's liberal. That's why I hate it. Yeah. I know Aunt Joanne would say, those things don't sound aggressive. Those microaggressions. Uh, uh, Alan, how about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I'll tell you what's um, a microaggression. Target sizing. I can't fit into anything. <laughs> it's funny that none of us say aunt. Aunt? Because yeah, we're, we're American. Yeah, we're not well, buffoons. Yeah. I hear people say aunt. We're not Catherine Hepburn. Thank you for... Oh, oh, auntie. This, yeah, this bitch says auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am... Brent Sullivan. And I'm Auntie H. Allen Scott.